0: The public sector affects every aspect of life in the uk we are pse this podcast will bring you exclusive news interviews and insights from the people responsible for building and shaping the country's future
1: we are the pse team i'm ilsa i'm emily and i'm matt and each episode we will be joined by key figures within the public sector covering everything from the environment to the economy.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Evo North, uniting leaders from the public and private sector to
2: collaborate, share exciting innovations and build a stronger northern powerhouse together.
1: So on the show today, your hosts are me, Ilsa and Emily. Hi. And our guest we're joined by today is CEO of Midas, Tim Nunes. Welcome, Tim.
2: Hi. Nice to meet you.
1: So can you tell anybody listening who might not know exactly what Midas does, what you're about?
2: So Midas is the Inward Investment Agency for Greater Manchester, so our role is to attract investment into the city region basically. Um, that's in multiple forms, that generally is about businesses setting up offices or industrial uh, manufacturing units here, um, but also occasionally it's about financial investment into the city as well, which might g- go into uh, regeneration or housing or, or some of those factors as well. So, Um, Anything that sort of improves Greater Manchester, particularly in terms of people and jobs, uh, is what we're about really.
0: Are you from Greater Manchester?
2: I am, yeah, from uh, originally. so... Very nice. uh, Bury's finest towns. Nice. (laughs) And how
1: long have you been in this role?
2: Uh, I've been in this role for eight years now. Eight and a half years, yeah.
1: And so how specifically does MIDAS deliver value to the Greater Manchester economy?
2: So, what I mean, we're very, very proactive in what we do. So, we have, um, we're, we're essentially a Greater Manchester sales team in many ways. Mm-hmm. So, we do a lot of work understanding what makes Manchester tick, Greater Manchester tick, uh, where our real strengths are, international strengths, you know, mm-hmm. of that kind of caliber. And then we look at where global demand is in terms of business as well. So, you know, where are the hot spots, what's growing rapidly. Um, and therefore where's the opportunity between Manchester Strengths and that global growth for us to sort of come together so that um, we can ultimately create jobs, create growth on a local level here. So once we've done that, match those together, we might take something at the moment for example like cyber security where we know there's going to be considerable growth because of GCHQ coming in and the companies that are already coming in around them and we'll look to target who are the big either big existing cybersecurity companies globally or the high growth companies globally and then we go out and we approach them basically. Mm -hmm. And that's about getting them here, opening offices uh, or opening uh, wider facilities that create jobs. There's the straight sort of return on attracting companies here which creates business rates and you know there's I think uh, the net value of what we create is about £5 million a year on a million pounds worth of public sector money. So there's a straight five to one return on that. Um, there's obviously the jobs, and the jobs really is where we see the big impact. So again, w- what we do is we have a, a sort of gross value, um, which is uh, almost 300 million pounds. Wow. Uh, and then we sort of, we, we apply certain filters to that, which says what might have happened anyway, where have we really sort of had impact versus, maybe supported a company that was on the journey already. Yeah. So once we sort of take that out and have a net figure, that's still about 190 million pounds, basically.
0: So it's significant.
2: <laughs> it yeah. is, and you know, we spend two million pounds to get to that stage. So when you look at what's happening across the city region, um, these are really high value activities really in terms of economic impact. Again, over the last sort of uh, three years, we've, we've created over 12,000 jobs from the work we've done and over 15,000 in all we include uh, what we safeguard as well because again there are times when companies might particularly at the moment with with uncertainty in the economy uh, big international companies are thinking about where they where they base themselves whether it's um, you know where they want to be in mainland Europe versus UK uh, and whatever your view on, on sort of Brexit it's that's reality really at the moment these yeah. companies are thinking about those things so you know part of our job as well as creating new is also protecting existing jobs of and, and stopping those moving away from Greater Manchester so um, that, that sort of combination of 12,000 new but also another three or four thousand jobs that we've sort of safeguarded as we call it retained here.
0: And going on from that then uh, how does Midas impact the Northern powerhouse specifically?
2: Couple of different ways, I suppose. I mean, some of the work we do—a um, successful Manchester is a successful North. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the first thing to say. You know, the more, the more we can highlight opportunities in the North through Manchester, the more other cities like Leeds, Liverpool, Newcastle, Sheffield will benefit as well. And I think you know, draw more limelight as well. Yeah. I think it's fair to say, brand-wise, Manchester is one of the strongest brands in the UK after London. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool also has a strong brand as well because of you know historic reasons of. Music, football, etc., as well. So you know they're probably the two stronger city brands. I'm sure Leeds and (laughs) and Newcastle will probably back. She's a Leeds
0: fan as well. (laughs)
2: But um, but certainly from the research we've done, you know that's proven really that they are the stronger brand. So again, as I say, you know the stronger we can make that, the stronger I think the North becomes because it just brings more exposure to those opportunities um, across across the North. But also we're we're heavily involved in the Northern. Uh, economy as well, in terms of working with uh, our opposite numbers in those places. Those are the cities we work together regularly on, on certain projects, um, of trade missions. Uh, so that's actually uh, taking companies out from Greater Manchester to some of the international wow. uh, markets as well, where we're trying to use them as ambassadors, as well as sort of seeking to get trade opportunities for them as well. So we work together on those agendas. We have multiple. In fact, last month we had a Northern Powerhouse trade mission to India, for example. Uh, there's one going out in January that's uh, being led by us, uh, or by the North uh, West, should I say. say, going out to one of the big electronic consumer electronics shows in in January. So, you know, there's constant work being done between us all, and you might have also read the Manifesto of the North as well, which came out a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. And again, we've been heavily, heavily involved in the trade and investment element of that, uh, with colleagues as well from across the uh, from across the North as well. So, you know, we're very much working together to see how we can, uh, what our strengths are, what our weaknesses are as well, where we need to fill those gaps, um, and really drawing on best practice across what we all do to try and make the North better. Really,
1: fabulous. Mm. And how does Midas benefit public services across the region?
2: Uh, Again, probably a few different ways really, Um, so local authorities need to uh, find work for their residents and they also need to gain revenue from business rates, Um, so there's a combination of those factors really and also business investment whether it be into regeneration uh, which could go into big town centre projects for example. Um, is a key catalyst really for uh, urban regeneration ac- across those areas. So, whether we are hopefully attracting jobs into that area, which obviously has a direct impact then on on, on the area, creates business rates. And you know, there's about eight million pounds in additional business rates mm-hmm. uh, that we've created over the last couple of years for local authorities. So, there's a direct revenue gain for them, if you like. Uh, large employment sites to generate. So, if you look at Bolton, for example. Uh, Logistics North, which is one of their big industrial development sites. There's four or five thousand jobs been created on that site over the last five years. In fact, probably the last three years, in yeah. fact. Um, which is huge revenue gain for Bolton, yeah. in terms of business rates, but also, you know, those jobs are absolutely incredibly important for that local economy. Yeah. So, so a mixture of those different things, but also even jobs that come into central areas like central Manchester and Salford, for example, um, over 70% of those jobs are actually taken by people who live outside Manchester and Salford. So the residents of Greater Manchester still benefit mm. from those jobs that are created centrally as opposed to just directly in their local areas. And then the final, the final sort of contribution probably that we make to local authorities, or well, to, to local government and national government, we actually work on public sector relocation as well. Okay. So, um, I mean, we've very much been supporting Manchester City Council on the GCHQ relocation for example but over over time we've we've relocated a number of central government departments here as well so the public sector itself is also an engine for growth Um, not just by creating sort of bigger local authorities I don't mean that but actually how we spread government across the UK more. BBC obviously a very good example of that yeah Um, but there are many many other government departments that either we've already relocated in the past or could still relocate in the future that we're working very heavily on at the moment that aligns to the local industrial strategy that was created last year or during the year this year. Um, so, you know, departments that are linked to Department of Health, um, Sport, um, DCMS, Digital Creative Media, those departments where we want to see more and more of their functions actually outside London and the Southeast and in places like Manchester in the north.
1: So what about the average Mancunian? You know, they might not necessarily know who you are or necessarily know what work you specifically have done. What is sort of, what benefits do they see from the work that you do?
2: I think it's difficult. I mean, obviously when there's big projects that come out occasionally the press goes out and people see that in the business section, but not even read the business section for a start. Yeah. Um, So I think, Really, for them, for them, where they'll notice us most is probably some of the new brands that come into Greater Manchester mm-hmm. uh, creating new jobs. So if you look over the last you know, the last sort of six to 12 months, um, people at BA Systems, um, Fitch Ratings, um, expansions from people like Kyogen, all of these have been creating hundreds and hundreds of new jobs. Yeah. So I think where you see it is where uh, you see an influx of, of jobs advertised really. Uh, in and around the city, and new brands that that haven't been in this area before. So, mm-hmm. Freshfields is another good example of uh, you know a very high caliber brand that came in sort of three years ago, or Amazon uh, on the digital side, AWS that are creating 600 jobs. You know these are new brands that people haven't necessarily seen in and around Greater Manchester before, uh, creating hundreds of jobs that are are going out there in the market. So, they wouldn't necessarily know that it's us sort of in the background behind yeah. some of those things or working to secure some of those things but I think they would see the direct results of them certainly.
0: Definitely and what would you say mm. to people who would argue that you know international investment is making things harder for people from Manchester?
2: Yeah I mean it, it, often I think other cities have, have sort of made that um, comment more regularly than Greater Manchester has really and We did a lot of research just over 10 years ago, something called the Manchester Independent Economic Review, Mm -hmm. and it looked at foreign direct investment and its impact on the local area and local industry in particular, whether it essentially displaced it or complemented it. And it showed quite clearly that actually it was a driver for growth and complemented it rather than cannibalized it, if you like. And the reasons for that is that essentially foreign, foreign companies Invest outside their company, uh, their country of origin, generally because they're successful. Yeah. So generally, it's the better companies from places that will invest outside their countries and, and into places like the UK. So you're already getting quite a dynamic company joining the ecosystem here, if you like. So their use of technology is is generally better. Mm. Uh, they're more innovative. They pay higher. Generally, they employ more people because they're successful, and that spills over onto local businesses. So they get people who go and work for those companies but then come back.
0: I've never better, thought about that. No.
2: Better trained, yeah. haven't yeah. used different ideas, different technologies from different places. So you see that technology transfer happening. So essentially, it, it gives a boost to the local area. That bit of competition actually improves the local companies. Yeah. Actually makes them more globally resilient.
0: More competitive. Exactly.
2: And also the other thing is it attracts more concentration to the area of a certain discipline. So, you know, having I know GCHQ is a sort of good and bad example because it's a sort of domestic mm. uh, government agency, if you like, rather than foreign direct investment. But that will create a new nucleus of expertise around um, uh, cybersecurity here in in Greater Manchester, uh, complementing that are already here, like NCC Group, who are, you know, one of the UK's leading cyber consultancy firms that we're really lucky to have headquartered here, but that will enhance what they do here because they may have been a bit of a lonely voice maybe in the city before, you know, yeah. creating their own talent very much in isolation, whereas now they're going to have cube creating that talent, bringing that attention to the city. They've already attracted people like Raytheon, like BA Systems, like Northrop Grumman big, big international cybersecurity firms that are going to be creating more onus on this area as a cyber specialist area, which will probably help NCC in terms of their exposure, their global profile, certainly in terms of talent creation, because there's going to be multiple people now creating and training talent that they can then feed off. So they're not doing all that on their own anymore. So generally, um, we found that it... um, it is really enhanced the local community here rather than um, you know taking it out and if you look at some of the big digital companies that have grown we have not seen the kind of scale of growth from our businesses over the last 20 years that we have over the last five yeah generally they've capped out at maybe 50 100 million and either sold out you know which is absolutely their right to do that or just sustain that sort of level. Whereas over the last five years, in particular, we've seen people like AO.com, the Hot Group, um, Boohoo,
0: social chain, social
2: chain, exactly, and these guys are globally significant yeah. now. You know, turning over in excess of a billion pounds worth of of uh, revenue, and that is unheral- You know, absolutely unheralded here. Yeah. In terms of businesses of that scale, and I absolutely believe the sort of international nature of the city. Mm. Uh, in terms of our ability, the credibility, I think it affords some of those businesses as well when they're attracting funding, uh, when they're going through their growth rounds of funding and, and those types of things. But also, you know, it's a credible place to trade from. Um, Manchester Airport, key facilitator in getting these companies in and around the world as well, connecting yeah. us to key places. All those factors are, I think, really, really complementary to the indigenous businesses that we have here and their global growth.
0: Well, we were going to ask what you would say to any <laughs> companies looking to move yeah. to Manchester, but, <laughs> you, but you've answered kind that. of already touched on it.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: Well, I think the, the big thing is talent, really. Yeah. yeah. And uh, not just the talent that exists on the doorstep, which is is pretty uh, significant. And, again, you don't just talk about talent that exists in Greater Manchester. We feed from Liverpool, from Leeds, from all of the areas around those, you know, Lancashire, Cheshire, etc. Mm-hmm. We're very lucky that we're centrally placed amongst all those other cities and and towns so although we've got three million population just under in Greater Manchester we have a population in excess of 13 million within 50 miles of here Mm. which puts us really equivalent with any major city in Europe in terms of the sheer volume of people we can access within that geographical range. Mm.
0: Yeah it's quite sprawling isn't
2: it? it? It really is and so with the transport Improvements that are scheduled with Northern Rail, um, Northern Powerhouse Rail, then you know our ability to get that volume of people, since so a workforce in excess of seven pe- seven million people, the ability to get those people into work within thirty five to forty five minutes, mm. in in you know in and around Greater Manchester is uh, a globally competitive um, asset, really for Greater Manchester, and at the moment, the war you know companies and growth, growing companies want people, it's mm. all about people so what's on the doorstep is really important but I think Greater Manchester's growing um, I suppose profile as a place to live yeah. and a place to work and having the careers that people can actually see a full career path rather than I'll just go and work there for three or four years mm-hmm. and then I'll have to go to London or New York or mm-hmm. the, the level of roles and this is certainly part of what we've been able to do is attract a higher level of role um to the city that probably wasn't there before. So, you know, UK chief execs and MDs, yep. European, Middle East and Asia, heads of departments or chief executives. And so people can see a full, full career here, which means that we attract more people and they stay here as well. So it's not just about that on the doorstep, we're a net migrate you know, we're a net importer, sorry, of talent mm-hmm. on a major, major scale. So people leaving London we are the second most common destination for them to wow. come to after New York. Wow, really? And above places like Paris That's and Frankfurt. That's crazy, that. Yeah. It's yeah. really interesting yeah. actually, yeah. Really interesting when you look at it in those migration patterns. And so companies, as I say, you know, whereas they might see what's going on on the ground and think, right, we've got X million people, but then they see this ability to attract people from anywhere in the world as well, mm. not just the UK, as a massive, massive asset. And that's really helping us drive and that quality of life, that attractiveness to millennials and that age group of, you know, people who are going to grow businesses of the future. Critical, critical factor. So uh, that is playing very, very positively for us at the moment.
1: Um, What has been, would you say, the most successful project that you've been a part of to date or you've enjoyed working on the most?
2: Yeah. It's really difficult, actually, because... it's such a diverse range of projects to get to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's. I mean, I said I've been in this role for eight and a half years. I've actually been at my for fifteen. Oh wow! And it's really, it's it's a really difficult organisation to leave, if I'm honest, in terms of that eclectic mix of, of experiences. Uh, not all business related, you know. Some of which working we talked earlier about working with politicians. Mm-hmm. Right? See, with having the mayor here now and local authority leaders over the years as well, like Sir police and. Um, sort of senior civil servants like to Bernstein and others, you know, really inspiring people to work with. So there's that side, but the yeah, the the breadth of different projects that we get to work on is incredible. So my first project was um, Bank of New York Mellon, uh, who now employ uh, between 1,500 and 1,800 people, and I actually met their current global chief exec last night, and sort of to go over the last fifteen years and what next and. It's just brilliant to still, even after all that time, it's sort of gift that keeps on giving. Almost yeah, really mm-hmm. projects like that, and you know you you can go back over so many different projects that are in that vein. Um, I think more recently some of the most interesting projects that we've worked on. Um, I mean, it's great to have people at Amazon here because just the sheer brand presence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That then gives a signal to industry yeah. that says we're here, why aren't you here? Yeah, exactly. So those things are really exciting, more from a marketing profile. It's a statement, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. But then, uh, you know, last um, so the last couple of years or so, another project again, which, you know, we, we were only a, a sort of part of the overall team uh, that secured it, very much sort of in partnership with Health Innovation management Manchester, University of Manchester, and, and the City Council as well, and MSP. Uh, it's KaiGen, which is a, a genomics orientated um, diagnostics company. So we have Devolved Health here now in Greater Manchester, and we're constantly looking for health innovation to come in and change the way we actually um, deliver healthcare. Yeah. Um, and change health outcomes for Greater Manchester people. That's the important thing. You know, we we know the disparity between um, rich and poor here. Um, is quite stark in terms of uh, the sort of expected age uh, or living age that, that people will reach in different parts of the city region. So, ways in which we can actually affect that um, obviously mean a lot towards our team. They're all generally Greater Manchester residents, you know, yeah. part of the population ourselves. So, Hyogen have come in to create a global centre for genomics here and diagnostics around genomics which means that the technology they'll be developing and testing first here will be identifying disease at an earlier stage, uh, much earlier stage than previously possible. So the impact that that can make from its technological perspective uh, in terms of where the city region wants to go is incredible. But at the same time, you know, the other benefits of it, it's, it's going to overall probably, uh, along with some of the other functions that were here already, create over 800 jobs. Yeah all of which are high value jobs, which are on offer then for local residents. It's, they're, they're building a new building for it. Yeah. So it's part of the regeneration story on the Oxford Corridor. Um, and, and just generally, you know, it's multi multifaceted benefit really for Greater Manchester, both in terms of, as I say, the more standard benefits like jobs and regeneration, but more importantly in a way the health benefits that will bring from the technology that will be created here.
0: And when will this project be completed?
2: So I mean it's 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 live now, they they launched earlier this year in in April this year under the brand, so there's a there's a dual sort of investment, part of it is by Kyogen itself mm-hmm. um, and part of it is a new company that they've created as joint partners with Kyogen, the University of Health Innovation Manager called and the City Council as well called APIS, okay. which is Latin for uh, be okay it's obviously you know in oh. the true sort of be spirit um nice. so uh, and that that will be doing some of the really uh, apis will be doing some of the really really cutting edge uh, advanced research but those types of things you need you need a partnership yeah because there's such high risk around new technologies and you know a company alone couldn't necessarily spend all its cash uh developing that at risk um so you know that's that's why there is a partnership there between the health system and the university, so that that is a joint a joint uh, project, and that that really epitomises how Greater Manchester works. Well, we're very very partnership oriented. Yeah,
0: working together. Yeah,
2: we're very lucky as minders to have great partners as well, from the private sector to the public sector. You know, some of them contribute financially to us in terms mm-hmm. of the private sector as well as the public sector. Um, but more more to the point, they just they just help.
0: Yeah, well. Look head then as we approach 2020 what um, projects do you have in line for the next 12 months? Or what would you like to see happen? Yeah. Um, or can you not tell us?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's difficult to tell you details of what actually may happen but I think what we'll see definitely what we'll see is an, another a continuing influx of digital jobs yeah so we've seen we've seen the number of jobs created in sort of technology uh, more than double over the last couple of years. Right. So I think out of the four, four, four and a half thousand jobs we created last year, over 2,000 were tech jobs. Wow. And whatever sector we're working in at the moment, whether it's financial services, whether it's um, healthcare, whether it's manufacturing, digital is still the driving force behind that. Yeah. So we we worked with Jaguar Land Rover last year to bring them here, but it's a technology office. Yeah. Not building cars here, they're doing all the um all the tech design and research around autonomous vehicles around their internal sort of cake essentially car now is just one big computer so you know yeah. it's that's what they're, they're doing here really um but likewise digital health is going to be a big part of what we we are aiming at next year and likewise you know financial services tech is driving that completely yeah so <clears throat> fintech um Payments, all those different things, which then support e commerce and all the other things that are really booming here. So I think we, we will likely see um, thousands of tech jobs coming in over the next couple of years, certainly. Um, but the exciting things, I think, are some of the other things that the city region is putting forward. So, you know, health is obviously a critical. Uh, part what we want to do. So again, how we can attract more projects like Kyogen Yeah. We're working on at the moment. And there's some really, really interesting companies that are at the cutting edge of different types of technologies uh, that we'd love to land over the next year or two. But they are, they are really difficult projects. Mm. You know, to actually land because of the whole uh, risk sharing and things like that. And then um, on the the low carbon side as well, I think you know, with uh, the mayor setting the target 2038 for carbon neutrality, yeah. then we've got to be part of that solution to be attracting the companies that can help us on that journey. Definitely. Um, and we're already talking to sort of electric vehicle manufacturers and, you know, those types of guys so that um, as well as potentially bringing jobs here, in terms of manufacturing jobs here, actually the products they're making will potentially help us change, uh, you know, change the low carbon uh, view of greater Manchester as well.
1: Fabulous. And just to wrap things up, we're going to play a little game now, slightly less serious (coughs) and business elements to what we've been talking about this morning. but um, although it
0: still has a business uh, theme, doesn't it? It does, yeah. So what we've done is we've taken um, headlines from actually Midas' website and we've removed one word and your job is to tell us the missing word.
1: So the first one is blank. Statue unveiled in Manchester commemorating 150th year of his birth. Ask
2: Andy, I know that one, yeah. (laughs) Very (laughs)
0: good. Okay, second one. Manchester airport secures landmark link to blank.
2: Shanghai.
1: Very good. Too easy for you. (laughs) Uh, Third one. University of blank signs partnership with Indian Hospitals Group as part of GM Merrill trade mission.
2: No, we did two actually. It's either Bolton or Salford, but I'm going to go Bolton on that one. Yeah,
1: it's <laughs> very good. Okay,
0: Mayoral India Mission secures six hundred job pipeline worth blank to Greater Manchester's economy.
2: Oh, that's a more difficult one, actually. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go. Forty
0: million. forty five million. Uh, we'll give you that one. Yeah, very that was very impressive, close,
1: that <laughs> one, yeah. And uh, the last one, Manchester has been named the number one UK city for blank. Uh
2: millennials? We have been named that. <laughs> yeah. You,
1: yeah, you can have that one then, but the headline is Manchester's been named the number one UK city for IT careers. Ah, right,
2: okay. Which is what yeah. we were just talking about. Yeah, we're what, what saying, saying probably said anyway, That was yeah. probably a good one to get wrong because we can say that this Manchester's number one for so, many, so things many things yes. at the moment yeah. that it could have been multiple answers. So, yeah, so really possible. maybe a
1: little bit mean that last week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you did very well, and thank you so much for coming on to talk to us today. Um, I honestly had no idea how far-reaching the work that you do is um, and as, as we talked about earlier we've got reese from the manchester china forum coming on next week yeah. so that'll be a really nice way to link in with the work that you, you're all doing so thank you so much for no,
2: yeah, thank, you, thank much. you for uh, having me this podcast is brought to you by evo north uniting leaders from the public and private sector to collaborate share exciting innovations and build a stronger northern powerhouse together
0: join in the conversation using hashtag we are PSE or send us an email using the form on our website and let us know the questions you want answering
1: if you enjoyed today's podcast and discussions don't forget to like and subscribe or give us a rating on whatever streaming service you're using thanks for listening see you next time